and welcome to the All Japan Women's Destiny podcast. I'm your host, JD. Welcome to another episode as we go through the history of All Japan Women's Professional Wrestling through the classics episodes that you can find uh, on various places of the internet. I vastly encourage to follow along and learn and enjoy the history of this just awesome women's wrestling promotion of the past. This is a spin-off in conjunction with the Red Leaf Retrocast. That is the proper episode where these come from. We hope you enjoy our audio and our uh, discussions over the various wrestlers and the matches in which we go through the ages. If you like what you hear and you want more content, please consider checking out the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash redleafretrocast, all one word, where we also cover LLPW, various other uh, women's wrestling promotions of the past, and the project that the whole reason it exists is the Joshi 2010's journey, where we go through coming out of the dark ages of Joshi professional wrestling and really learning and having fun with wrestlers that we're very familiar with to this day to ones that we may have missed out on. I hope you enjoy the audio you're about to hear covering AJW. And if you want more, please, again, consider signing up to the Patreon and leaving us reviews over at iTunes, Spotify, and the like, all your favorite podcasting outlets in which you listen to AJW and the Redley Fletcher cast. Enjoy. And it's time for the retro wrestling section of the podcast. It's All Japan Women Destiny, episode 65. Hey, we've made it. It is November 26th, 1992. And on this episode, number 65, it's Dream Rush. We're finally here. Kawasaki, Japan, 5,500 people in attendance. This place is packed. It looks like 19, late 1980s laser shows in the entranceways. We got space themes. We got people coming out of scaffolding like it's Nitro. It's Dream Rush. The culmination of the torch passing from Bolnikano to Aja Kong, along with a main event of the first major Joshi crossover uh, between specifically JWP and AJW. But in episode 65 here, it's a two-parter for Dream Rush. Episode 65 is really dedicated to the Aja Kong Bolnikano title match, and then with a couple other things prior, while the, uh, I guess, better work rate matches, we'll call them, is going to be in part two in episode 66. So let's not waste any time here. Part one, we start with Kaoru Ito versus the AJW title, their future title, if you will, Tomoko Watanabe. Kaoru Ito wins this match in an abysmal 16 minutes, 46 seconds. And yes, you can find this entire show on various places like YouTube, Daily Motion, and whatnot. Uh, so I watched these matches that were on the classics in their entirety and th their entire moments as well. Uh, this almost 17 minute future title match 
was a bane of my existence. They do this a lot in AJW. I also see these kinds of matches and the LLPW reviews over on the Patreon where the scrub openers that are still learning go this like 15 to 20 minute time. And it's like, bro, why are we doing this so long? And I get it. You're trying to train them. They get better. They get better in the ring with doing more time. But holy hell, on a show like this, why are we dedicating so much time <laughs> to Kaori Ito and Tomoko Watanabe, the class of 89 challenge, uh, and neither of these two are Saki Hasegawa. So what 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 are we doing here? Yeah, this was painfully long. Some brawling outside. Uh, both got their sticking moment, if you will. Watanabe, after getting cracked with a guardrail, uh, and she sells the foot because she don't have no boots. Uh, even prior, Ito gets uh, put into a figure four, and then, uh, as is the AJW tradition, she doesn't bother to sell it uh, one iota. Maybe that's because I, uh, Kaori Ito is st- still very bad. So yeah, a bunch of rookie stuff. Uh, it goes on forever, and because it's Ito, it's nonstop ass attacks and double foot stomps. She knows two things. Meanwhile, Tomoko tries her newer stuff out uh, from uh, Flying Stomps, uh, Hurricane Rana's, lots of sick judo throws that she does in. Tomoko Watanabe was at least fairly impressive, what she was doing. And on the mat, you hear that thump. Just, it's so hard, especially after those judo throws by Watanabe. It's just, whoom, and on, and you just, you have to imagine Ito's hip. Just love this. <laughs> uh, then it was Ito's turn later in the match, and she took it home, brother. Ito reverses a Rana into a powerbomb. So that was actually kind of rad. Look at me doing positive reviews here. Uh, then throws out a good sequence. Yes, Kaori Ito does something good. She does a top rope stomp. She follows up with another stomp. She hits a somersault senton. So that was very surprising. And then a splash. So she's just flying all over the place. And then another top rope double foot stomp. She went to the top so much, so many times in a row. And she won. So Kaori Ito is the new AJW future title champion. <laughs> yeah, these future titles uh, basically don't mean anything in AJW, especially in uh, the context of the era. But uh, this was followed b- up by Bison Kimura's retirement ceremony. Uh, not much here, but Bison looks absolutely beautiful. Just gets showered with a ton of streamers. Good heartfelt moment with uh, Bull, and uh, we've seen many of these retirements at this point. And knowing the history of Bison, she comes back in a few years to uh, the JD Star promotion run by Jaguar Yakota. Uh, what was interesting was both Aja Kong and Bull Nakano came out, even though they're in the semi-main event for the biggest show of 92. And um, I've seen comparisons to this moment as if... Uh, let's say Fujinami in New Japan was retiring and then Omega and Okada were in the middle of a feud or Omega and uh, Naito and Okada came out before their Wrestle Kingdom match <laughs> to congratulate to, uh, Fujinami. Uh, that's what uh, some comparisons were. So yeah, Bison retires uh, based on that uh, horrible, horrible neck, shoulder, arm injury where she basically lost complete feeling and nerve damage in, in her left arm. Uh, she is able to get it back later, but uh, she's never quite quite the same. And it's very unfortunate because over the last few years uh, during this AJW uh, rewatch or watch, 
for many of you out there, including myself for a lot of it. Uh, Bison Gamora, part of Jungle Jack, was the tag team. Uh, they ran. They definitely ran this promotion. They main evented many, many shows together. Bison and Aja. Uh, it was a pivotal, pivotal program. The split of Gokuman Toe with Bull Nakano led to the hair match that was really good. Like they did a lot of good things in the two, two and a half years from um, late nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, up until this point in time in late ninety two. Uh, every everything mattered with Bison Kimura, and she was getting better in the ring. Sure, she did kind of her overhand chat chop a lot, but her role was very important to the success. Uh, I know it was minimal, but success of the promotion during its time, uh, never a little less. Uh, and she just happened to get injured at this time and missed out on the next boom period that we're about to enter here. And this this show you can kind of point to as the start of it. Uh, it was the passing of the torch of Aja Kong off of Bull Nakano. It was the first major crossover show. Uh, LLPW started up uh, basically this month. And there's a lot of movement in the scene and uh, very important to highlight the talent you have uh, across and compete with uh, getting the most fans in these buildings. What uh, doesn't drive fans in these buildings is the 3WA martial arts title held by Bat Yoshinaga, and she uh, never loses this thing. She defeats Kyoko Kamikaze and... Not a martial arts expert by any means. I looked up Kyoko Kamikaze, and the only thing that came up was her getting knocked out over and over again in actual kickboxing matches. <laughs> so, God, these are stupid. Continue to be stupid. Out of the gate, it's the weakest stiff shots <laughs> you'll ever see. And after 10 minutes of this bullshit, Kamikaze gets tired from whatever. Uh, at least she looks semi-trained. Uh, Bat throws the weakest backfist ever. And Kamikaze just weakfully crumbles to the ground, unable to beat the 10 count. It looks absolutely staged and so fake. But Bat nevertheless celebrates like she won the fucking title in Rocky 2. I hate this shit. It's so bad. And then here we are. Main event already. Uh, nice and quick. Uh, funny how that works. But this is this is the good chunk. This is the, this is the thing right here. 3WA title. The main event of this classics episode, the semi-main of Dream Rush, which is interesting that this was not the main event, uh, considering the moment and time that Aja Kong was going to get with this title and taking the mantle of the top star away from Bull Nakano, because AJW booked in a way where you don't see the title twice. When you win this thing, you have it. End of story. You have it basically until you retire at 26 years old. And the the mantle being passed means you are the mantle now. And that's been a tried and true formula throughout its history uh, from day one. And Bulnikano is now passing the torch. And it's, it's the end of her era into the Aja Kong era. You will not get a second. The, the idea of this time is you will not get a second chance with it. And whoever beats Aja Kong means Aja Kong is, would be uh, close to the mandatory retirement or she will retire early. 
Uh, that 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 is the product of the era, and as we know, they end up abolishing that rule very very quickly. Uh, once Bolnikana loses this title, they don't want to afford to lose another major star like they had. They don't believe they have the type of star power ready to replace Bolnikana. So Bolnikano has held this 3WA title for 1,057 days. And finally, finally, is the day Aja Kong is going to win this thing. Dream Rush is here, baby. Bull won the Chigusa Nagayo vacated title back on January 4th, 1990. And she defeated Mitsuku Nishiwaki, who retired shortly thereafter, and has a record-setting 11 defenses in an era where it's defended like a boxing title. That is a nuts statistic and reign from Bull Nakano. One of the greatest, uh, if not the greatest, women's championship run of all time. And I suffered through that reign of Yukari Amori for moments like this. So here we go. The set, heavily lit, scaffold entranceways with smoke, like WCW Nitro. No disco inferno, inferno music going, so we can all be happy. Aja's in purple, all business. She's got golden trash cans now in each hand. And Bulnikano straight up. Blue wizard robe. She's a whiz robe from Zelda. Tall blue hair. Blue lightning face paint. And her mega death shirt. Bulnikano is in prime form. So they shake hands before the bell, and here we go. Big lariats from Bull and Aja right out of the gate. Uh, Bull does end up missing one Lariat off the top. Kong is in control with plenty of power herself. Uh, Lariat, trucks her, suplexes into a sleeper hold, small ground to pound. Bull has the advantage and stretches out Kong for a long time. And it's here we notice Bison Kimura in the corner of Aja Kong directly ringside. That is important much later. I mean, and I'm actually kind of shocked how long Bull stretched, how long Bull was. Sub, trying to submit Aja Kong uh, and works the legs considering in their match back in April how Aja Kong uh, kicked out of everything both threw at her and just like the top rope, top rope leg drop and even the flipping version because uh, you know after after that one the next time uh, Aja because Aja kicked out of those moves and was down to the last one she lost the crowd knows that if Aja can develop a new move or kicks out of one of those last moves um, that she didn't kick out of in this match, it's her time. Really, this this entire Aja Kong Bulnikano story reminds you uh, a little bit of the Okada Naito kind of feud, except with Naito not winning the title on the big stage. But regardless. So Bull takes Kong outside for uh, walk and brawl action as they do. Bull slips on the uh, slips on a top rope sunset flip, and Aja John Tenta earthquakes her. <laughs> she sits on her, and Bull's try Bull tries to kick back uh, on the ground, but Aja stips her with kicks into a slick, sick pile driver and two Saido suplexes for good, for some good near falls here. Aja even busts out a double arm suplex and goes right back to the ground. So then it's Aja's turn. She takes it outside. Her version of a walk and brawl, chair stack, and the like. Bull goes for a leg drop off the top. Tips off the trash can in the corner on her way to the top. What a nice touch that is. Uh, but 
that little extra time was enough. She misses. Aja Khan goes hog wild on her. Uh, they do have to meet the uh, standards of that. Aja points. Um, let's see. Bull signals. Ah, I got way ahead of myself. So yeah, um, Aja goes hog wild. Lariat stomps, stomps from the top, stomps all around. She's all fired up. Uh, it's back and forth from there. Uh, Aja gets offense, vice versa, including a sick Mayu-like suicide die to the outside uh, from Bull, of all people. Huge pop from the crowd. Weak power bomb from Bull Nakano and follows up with the flipping leg drop. Aja kicks out of the super finisher. Huge pop there. Bull signals for a moonsault, just like uh, Chigusa Nagayo or a host of other wrestlers of the time. But what a mess. Crowd erupts and never slows uh, uh, Bull's signal for the moonsault and misses. Uh, back fist, back fist, back fist, near fall. Aja points to Bison and throws Bull for a couple hard overhand chops, just like Bison did. Love that touch of the match here. Aja follows up immediately immediately with a top rope leg drop, goes right after the win and gets it. So, uh, you know, great moment, yeah. Great title change. Gotta say, match was good, but it's certainly far from my kind of match. Uh, it's certainly a match that I like, but not only these two specific people could bring in, in and do in the aspect of the journey and how the match culminated. I think this is very much a success. Uh, it's it's either... Who could they do that with? It's somebody in Chigusa Nagayo. I guess you could do Meiho Shizuki uh, and mimic this storyline. I'm not sure how much that would sell because nostalgia is a weird thing. If people don't remember it, they don't have nostalgia for it, obviously. They just remember it. To me, nostalgia is you are paying for a product that should be in the past. Or that is in the past. It's like, oh, I want to buy this VHS. And the VHS is still from 1995. So instead of getting a newer one, you're just buying into the old product. Yeah, uh, really wanted something greater here. And it's it's certainly far from what I had in mind. Certainly a match that only these two specific people could bring and do. Uh, in in that aspect of the of the journey, that's what I want to know. What uh, our main our main man here went through. So, look with the culmination of Aja Kong coming out of this match with a definitive win and Bulls win herself like for kind of big biggest payoffs rivalries uh ghostly figures i guess look it's either this or chigusa nagaya winning the red belt are the two biggest payoffs in this company's history Bicekamura, uh, uh, she she makes sure to embrace Aja as well and that said Aja kong won this clean and definitively which is the most important uh, very good. Very good indeed. I, I'm, I'm conflicted if I want to have it in my kind of top 10 matches of 92. Uh, I could definitely think of a couple more tags that were that were definitely better in 92. But that's not discounting the match at all. Uh, big post-match celebration. Uh, 
Bull and Aja bury the hatchet. They cry. They hug. Torch has been passed. Bull cuts a promo saying, you used to be this puppy, and now this shithead has won the title. Uh, Aja cuts a nice babyface promo saying, you know, I can't deny my roots in Gokumonto. I'm Gokumonto for life, brother. And uh, they embrace and uh, crowd likes it. Bison embraces Aja as well. That said, Aja won this clean and definitively, and that's most important, despite the match being just okay. And that does it for this particular uh, retro episode, uh, 65 of the All Japan Women's Classics. Look forward to part two of Dream Rush and the next episode coming in a couple weeks.